the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast opens the conversation to the contents of my book, You Don't Have to Be Perfect. We uncover and remove false beliefs that hold us back and focus on living in the truth. You can purchase a copy of this book at most online book retailers, including Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. It's Vanessa Liu, your host of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, an authentic space to talk about life as a perfectionist in truth and love. For those of you brand new here today, perfectionism is a destructive habit that plays a negative role in our lives. Perfectionism holds us back and it forces us to live from a place of fear instead of love. It lies to us by keeping us in that not enough zone because when you strive for the impossible goal of perfection, you will always be in the lack. Inside today's podcast, I have with me Jessica Quinn. She's a military wife and mother and currently hosts a podcast of her own that focuses on giving women living in the military community a platform to share their experiences. I think this is such a great idea that you're doing, Jessica, and I'm excited to talk to you, and I thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here, too. Yay! Excitement all around. I know. Big sparkles. (laughs) So you shared with me that you're pursuing becoming an army chaplain, but that your perfectionism worked against you. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah. um, I think part of the reason perfectionism is something that has played such an important and pivotal and often detrimental role for my chaplaincy uh, pursuit was just the fact that I had to go down a really long educational road to get there. Um, And it was a calling that I felt much later in my life. It was something that came to me actually within the last five or six years. Prior to that, I had pursued um, communications in college. I went through um, journalism and political science and English and all of the things, and none of those had really panned out, and I didn't really know why um, until, like I said, the last probably three, four years, God really started talking to me and he's like, you know, ministry is something that has been on your heart your whole life. And I don't know why you don't listen the first time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, um, yeah, it it was just something that the pieces kind of started to fall into place and the educational doors started to open. And I was like, yes, I'm finally on the right path. I'm walking in my calling. This is so great. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we're a military family. So adversity definitely kind of stepped in as it, as it always does. My husband, um, came down on orders for a year long deployment in Korea. And so that was right before my senior year where I was finally my real senior year about Mm -hmm. to graduate. And then, um, so that kind of derailed a bunch of things. it, It pushed my timeline. And I am of the mindset and I'm in the habit of, you know, if I'm not going to do something 100% perfect right off the bat, it's almost worth not finishing 
And sometimes it's not even worth pursuing. And so that's really what, what happened to me. I had two classes left of my undergraduate degree. And so for military chaplaincy, you have to have a master's of divinity or an equal um, level of education. So I was going to complete my undergrad and then jump into my master's program. And what they will do is effectively they'll let you join the reserves and you can serve as a commissioned officer, but basically you're doing an apprenticeship. So while you complete your master's level, um, you serve as a chaplain underneath an ordained chaplain. And so I was getting to that point I needed to um, get my health back in order because when I was serving, I had injured myself and I've had some complications um, since getting out. Um, and it was, it was just one of those things where I was like, okay, I have the plan. I have the steps. I'm taking all the steps. And now my husband's gone. And it's just me with my two young children, preschool at the, at the time, preschool and toddler age. Mm-hmm. Um, And I just did a spectacular swan dive into failure. (laughs) And, um, you know, if nothing else, it was very stylistic. I would have gotten points for that. But um, I I didn't finish my class. I actually, I failed it. And since I was going to school on um, the GI Bill, the VA will cover your class costs for you if you fail, but not if you withdraw. And so you have to commit basically to just accepting the F, accepting what it does to your GPA mm-hmm. and trying again. Um, so that's what I did. And when I went into the class the second time, um, I was offered an opportunity to do a ministry residency at the church I was attending. And so I was like, yeah, I can totally handle both of those things right now. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't. <laughs> I was- so couldn't. And so there again, the perfectionism kind of like wiggled its way in. And instead of me communicating with the, the uh, church that I was really struggling, I just was like, you know, I guess I'm going to have to eat this class too. I have another attempt. What could possibly go oh. wrong? Well, <laughs> all of the things went wrong. And so it was, it, it was a situation where I was, I was at the point where I was so paralyzed by wanting to do things so perfectly and not being able to really admit to anybody or communicate with anybody how badly I was struggling because I wanted to maintain that image of like, I've got it all together. You know, I've got, you know, I can do all things through Christ, but (laughs) you know, like I got Jesus. So I've got the victory and we're good. And I mean, while it's all true, it doesn't always look like you're going to succeed at everything a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. And you have to reach out to your community and be yes. like, hey, I'm failing here. I need the support. But I, I couldn't do it because I was just like, no, I can't reveal this part of my life to, mm-hmm. to everybody around me. They expect me to be so perfect, you know? I can relate so well to the, I can't ask for help mm-hmm. because I have Jesus. So yep. I'm going to make Jesus look bad. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. like if I ask for help, people are going to be like, oh, well, I thought you had Jesus, you know? 
Right? I thought you could do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Yeah. Right. And you know who that voice is? The devil. (laughs) Yep. Yep. A thousand percent. It's totally the enemy, but he's so clever at disguising Mm. the voice. And it, it really scares you. And you think, no, I can't. I, I, I just have to try harder. Like I yeah. should be able to do this. Mm-hmm. I'll just say, I wasn't planning on saying this, but um, one of the things that I held back from for, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. years, like, or I should have done it a long time ago was therapy. Mm-hmm. I should have gone to therapy years ago but I was, I mean, I was very, very, very resistant to it. Yeah. Because I thought, no, if I do that, then it's like saying Jesus can't help me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I know that that was not the case. And there was a lot of things that I was resisting because I thought it meant that, like, I thought that it would be a bad image. Mm-hmm. Like what Christ can do in someone's life. For sure. And so there was like three things. Um, and but therapy was one of them. And now I, I've been going for over a year now. And it's like s- such a part of my life that I and it's been so like well, positive. Yeah. Positive. And I don't feel any shame that yeah. like once I finally let go of what I thought was maybe the Holy Spirit or something, you know, and realized, oh, that was actually the enemy trying to keep me from the the help and support that I needed. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. So Um, yeah. Walk that road too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen the little, I love Facebook memes. I kind of speak in meme and gif (laughs) most of the time, but yeah, the one that says, you know, you can have Jesus and a therapist too. (laughs) It's not one taking, it's not a therapist taking away from Jesus and it's not you looking for, um, and Jesus and situation, but you know, there's a reason that, that God made us to be in community with each other. And just because, part of that community happens to have licenses and credentials. Right. <laughs> it's like knows how to unwind the crazy ball that's in your brain. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's, it's not ordained by the Lord or it's not, it's counter biblical. Yeah. Therapy exactly. is a huge thing. Yeah. And you know what though? I know that there are still people. I know there are um, for sure that are in the church that they think opposite that they're mm-hmm. like, you know, they'll roll their eyes like, oh, brother. Yeah. That. And, yeah. And, they, and they shame it. Sure. Yeah. And uh, you know what? The, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because what I had to do for myself, because it doesn't even bother me now. I'm like, oh, they just don't understand. Yeah. Uh, is to say, this is an opportunity to practice focusing on God's opinion and not man's. Mm, yeah. And that's a that's hard good. one to do. Uh, harder than people think. Yeah. <laughs> but once you do it, you're like, oh, right. this is so much better. When right. I'm only concerning myself with what God is thinking of me. Mm-hmm. And guess what? What he thinks of me doesn't change. Right. Because yeah. he sees me through the lens of 
of Christ's redemption for us all. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, I don't need to worry about, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but, um, I'm not going to worry about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. We don't, we don't have time for that fear of man. We, no. <laughs> we just don't no. have it. We don't, we don't, we don't need to be slowed down by the fear of man. No, 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 no. Exactly. No. Exactly. Yeah. So can you give me some examples of, and you might have already, because I was thinking when you were talking about working at the church and, and doing school, is that part of your doing all the things or are oh, yeah. there still, you know, things going on in your life right now where it's like, oh, I'm tired, you know, I'm trying to accomplish all the things. Yeah, it is. Um, it is something that I still struggle with. You know, I never really thought of myself as a yes person mm-hmm. um, because I, not that I try and go out of my way to disappoint people or hurt people's feelings, but I also, as much as I care what they think about like how much I have it together, I also don't so much care about being a people pleaser. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that, that makes sense to anybody who hasn't lived that. But at the same time, um, yeah, I had that drive for people to be like, wow, she can juggle full-time work. She can juggle homeschooling her kids. She makes, you know, the organic gluten-free, whatever have you meals Mm -hmm. for her kids. And she gets them to eat all their vegetables and this, that, and the other thing. Yes. And so it was, it's very much a pride situation for me. Um, and it's something that God is really working on kind of stripping that back and really humbling me. So Mm -hmm. these, these pursuits of me wanting to do all the things, you know, some of it is an entrepreneurial spirit, I think that I've got, but also some of it is like, I, I want the recognition of being able to juggle all of these different things that other people kind of struggle with. Maybe, you know what I mean? I Um, do know what you mean. I got you there. And I, I confessed that to God so Mm -hmm. many times, like when I realized, oh my gosh, you're still looking for recognition. Mm-hmm. You know that you don't need recognition and yet you're still <laughs> seeking recognition. I'm like, help me, Lord. Yeah. Help me. Yeah. I know it's mm-hmm. a pride issue. I don't want it. I'm not trying to pursue it, but then I yeah. realize I am in something. Yeah. Like, you're doing that for recognition, like not for recognition, but you're hoping someone will at least say, good job. Here's a pat on yeah. the back. Way yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think of it a little bit as like the whole, the Mary and Martha conundrum, you know, like I am such a Martha mm-hmm. <laughs> where I just like, there's so much work to be done. And in initially I am like, no, I just want, I just want the job done and I just want it done right. And I just want, you know, once we can complete, complete this task or check this box, you know, we'll, I'll get back to my Mary resting at the feet of Jesus and just taking it all in. Mm -hmm. But then I find the next thing, you know, I find the next unmade bed or unwashed dish or whatever the stupid thing is that I feel like I have to get done. And then I get a little resentful that people don't acknowledge how hard I'm working. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so then it like triggers that, well, maybe I just didn't do it well enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not, you know, maybe I, it was a task that, you know, I just failed at. And so it drives it even further. And it's this cycle of, well, I have to do another thing. Mm-hmm. And so what that leads into for me is kind of this 
paralysis. And I, I know that you and I had mentioned, or we had talked about it before, but this, that, that perfectionism paralysis where it's like, I'm so overwhelmed by all these tasks that I feel like I have to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I want them done perfectly. I want them done better than anybody else has ever done. Right. But I know I don't have the margin or the energy anymore to complete all of these tasks. So now nothing, so now nothing gets done. And all this stuff that I've committed to, all this stuff that I've taken on and put on my plate, I'm just failing at all of it. None of it is getting done right. And so then it kind of busts me down mentally where it's in, and I do, I let, I get those cracks where the enemy's voice can just sneak on in and it's like, mm-hmm. why did you even bother attempting that? You knew yeah. you were going to fail. Mm-hmm. Who do you think you are to be saying yes to this thing or thinking you can take on this challenge when you can't even, you know, feed your kid more than a mac and cheese dinner tonight. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a really weird headspace to be caught in. Yes. It's, it's that overwhelming drive to want to do so many things. And when you're in that manic part where you're just nailing everything and it's all clicking and you have that rhythm down, it's Feels great. So good. Oh yeah. Cause you're <laughs> just, you are doing all the things with Christ who strengthens you. <laughs> and then, but it's, it's like having, you know, those little circus jugglers where they've got 11 pins in the air and they're bouncing a ball on their head and all of that kind of thing. But you can't throw one more little koosh ball in there because everything will come tumbling down on them. And it's just sadness and awkward for everyone. <laughs> that's exactly what it feels like in your brain. Yes. Well, yeah. you, you've put it into words very well. And even when you had told me about perfection, perfectionistic paralysis or however you Mm -hmm. phrased it right now, I knew what you meant, but now hearing you speak it out loud, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have tried to write on this so many times Mm. of this frozen state where there is like a huge list of responsibilities mm-hmm. in your head, or I'll, I'll personalize it in my head, and I can't move. I just want to crumple up. I'm done. I've I've gotten to the point of overwhelm, and my brain is misfiring. I mean, I yep. can't even decide a simple task. I, I cannot even decide what to do next. And when that happens to me. Like when I cannot think, that's what I, I'm like, I can't think. I cannot think mm-hmm. right now. Yep. Then I get super anxious mm-hmm. and it's this whole thing. And I'm going, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. You, you, this is avoidable. This is so avoidable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I mean, and then, and then with the cracks, right? Where, where Satan throws in that seed of doubt and that's what I, I call it. He, he throws in the doubt in these little cracks and then they start growing and then you, you finally recognize that it's growing in you and you're like, I already ripped this out by the roots, but apparently one of my cracks let it in again. Yep. Yeah. And it's sure. horrible and I hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so, and that I think is the hard this thing is when you've kind of overcome it before or yes. you and and you know that 
that that anxiousness is not productive, but it's almost like, you know, a floodgate gets opened and as much as you want to dam it back up, it's the levee broke and, and you don't have any control over it anymore. And it's so hard for somebody who wants to be in control to kind of rein that back in because Mm. the only way to get back is not to control it, but to surrender it to Jesus and, and be like, you know, God, I've made the mess. (laughs) Not that I'm calling you in to be my Mary maid, but I can't do this on my own. And so that that's that's huge. That's a big a big component of it. I've I've definitely been there. Um certainly when I'm I was working back from my injury, I fractured my hip when I was in the army, like right away. At basic training, I fractured my hip. And then it it became kind of the defining moment of my all four years I was in the army. Um it it messed up a lot of things for me. But um, it wasn't until I got out of the military that I really started to take the time to um, devote real, meaningful healing time to that, that injury that because I let it get so out of control, it uh-huh. messed up, messed up a whole bunch of other systems as I mean, I know there's a lesson in there, <laughs> but <laughs> very real world application. Um, I fractured the bone and then all of the soft tissue kind of went with it because I oh. didn't take care of it. Um, but it was getting to a point where, and this is when my husband was in Korea and I have, I was trying to figure out all of this stuff that I need to balance, um, and, and just be better at. And I was working on, um, getting back into running. I love running. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot of pain that went with it. And I remember very vividly, there was almost a month straight where I would get ready I would get my running shoes on. I'd be sitting on my couch, tying my shoes, and then I couldn't move. I would, I would be like, just stand up, just take one step. Mm -hmm. And I was so overwhelmed because I knew that when I went out on the run, I wasn't going to do more than maybe a mile and a half because my body couldn't do it. And then I was just frustrated and mad at myself that I had let this get to this point. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh. Sorry, we've got barking dogs. <laughs> hey, it's real um, line, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, but because I was, I was struggling with that anxiety and I wasn't surrendering that, I was so concerned with, you know, not, not doing things the way I used to, not being able to go run for eight miles like I used to. Um, I, I couldn't get myself to get up to make the one, one step off my couch. Mm-hmm. And so I would curl up and I would turn on Netflix and I'd watch The Office for the 8,000th time, uh, <laughs> which, you know, comforting, but not productive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I totally, that it's a very real yes. physical paralysis that yeah. I'm talking about. It's not oh. just a mental thing. Yeah. It's I, physically, I absolutely you cannot force you. yourself to move. Mine was, mine is usually on my couch as well. And it's, it's like, I cannot believe that I can't like, I, I, and as I'm sitting there, I'm getting more and more paralyzed because I can't believe that I can't even get up. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, it's like, it's, it just makes it worse and worse. And you're just saying, same thing. I'm like, just get up. Yeah. But then I don't, cause I'm like, but I don't, I don't know what to do next. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't decide. Mm-hmm. Or should I do this or should I do this or should I do they're all important. Oh my goodness, they're all equally important. I don't know the right decision. 
I, yeah. And, and what if I choose the wrong one? And that's a big thing right there. Yes. Nailed what if I choose exactly. the wrong thing? What if I choose the, oh my gosh. And I honestly, yeah. since the end of last week, I really have been dealing with that cycle again. Mm -hmm. And so I've been battling a lot going, no, stop it. You're not going to go down there. Mm -hmm. this, you've been here so many times. You don't need to worry about doing the wrong thing. If you're trusting God to lead you, then just put one front in front of the other. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're, you're probably making a way bigger deal out about the order of things than God. And yeah. God is the God of detail and he's the God of the big picture for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. But with, with us, it's like, he's, he's already saying, look, you, you gave me your life, right? Right. You mm -hmm. open up your heart to me daily. You, you ask me to lead you daily. So just trust me. Right. And know that what you're doing is what you need to be doing at that time. Even if what that is, is making yourself a lunch mm -hmm. or, yep. or laying down on your bed for 10 minutes, just to catch a breather, just to break up the day, just to to clear your head for a second and pray and connect with God one more yes. time, you know? Uh, and, and so that's what I've been, you know, doing this past few days, just really going, no, 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 no. We're not going to go there. We're not going to spin out of control. We're not going to get into that paralysis mode. Right. Yeah. But, but uh, it's, it's still really hard. It's really hard. And mm -hmm. there was something you said earlier about we're like, well, you said it many times about how we get to this certain place where we're like, I can't do anything. That's it. Mm -hmm. Like, God, you have to absolutely pull me out of this. I, I, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sorry that I got here. It definitely wasn't my intention to get here. And you love me, right? <laughs> yes. And just reminding myself of that again and again. And it's something that uh, I admit is really hard for me to believe sometimes. It's just, yeah. it's just one of those beliefs that's always been a struggle for me mm -hmm. to like believe God really loves me. Really? Like me? Yeah. Because um, I don't do it right. Like I try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so, that's, I'm, I'm so glad you said that because I think that is a, a critical step that I, I tend to have struggles with as well. I do like to prioritize, you know, and I, that's something that I feel like really does get me too, is I just, I have these options. I have all these choices, like, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know which one is the right one. Mm -hmm. What is the right choice for me to make here? And I have such a fear of getting it wrong that, yeah, it, I, I just, I'm like, oh, I'd rather make no decision than making the wrong decision. And, um, I'm going to, go a little Instagram cliche verse here, but Romans eight twenty eight. it's something that is some, so monumentally comforting. Mm -hmm. um, and for anybody who doesn't know it, it's, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. And those words just by themselves are so comforting uh, yep. because all things includes failure. Yep. All things includes missing the mark. 
but it's, it's where God comes in and shows us his redemptive power and his redemptive spirit and how if we are taking that step in faith, he knows we're not going to get it right just by virtue of our own humanity. Mm-hmm. We can't. If, if we could, he would not have needed to send Christ for us. We wouldn't need the redemptive power of Jesus's sacrifice on the cross for us. I am so sorry. These dogs. <laughs> it's either dogs or kids at this point in my life. Um, but yeah, it is. It's one of those things where he expects obedience. And sometimes the obedience is just take the step. Right. You don't have to know what the next step is. You don't even have to know if, you know, you're doing the step 100% right. But you do need to move on and occasion. You know what? There are so many examples in the Bible yeah. of exactly what you're talking about. And I too comfort myself with Romans 8, 28 and have found a brand new love for the Old Testament. I have gotten mm-hmm. so much out of those stories and have learned that what you're saying is right. It is about our obedience. Mm -hmm. We do not have to figure out anything. And it's hard to understand that we don't have to figure out anything, but that is what I have been shown. That is what I have learned time and time again, that God's Mm -hmm. like, I'm not asking you to figure this out. Mm -hmm. I'm just asking you to take this step. Right. Yep. And I know from experience that every time I take those steps, he's got me every time. Yeah. And that's, that is such an assurance um, because it lets us know that, you know, we can't make a bigger mess than God can clean up. Right. We just can't. We can try. And the more we fight against where he's leading us, the bigger that mess is going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we, we really shouldn't be pursuing that avenue um, because, you know, I mean, that goes back to, you don't sin to, you sin more to increase the amount of grace in your life. You, right. <laughs> you want to try, you do want to try and take the faithful right step, mm-hmm. but, but we do have that kind of security net where we have the grace that, that is promised to us through the blood of Christ. So, um, yeah, that has been a, a hard lesson for me to learn and really mm-hmm. take to heart and, and move out yeah. of the paralysis but it is something that when I do start to feel that kind of anxiety bunny creeping around that I can be like, okay, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not meant to worry about right. tomorrow. I'm not meant to worry about if this is not, like the wrong thing right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm meant to move because God said, you need to follow me. Right. And you can't follow somebody if you're sitting still. That's right. You, you it's can't. absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, so this leads in very well to, uh, you know, God's redemption of our mistakes. I know you had uh, talked with that uh, to me earlier. Yeah. And so I wanted to know what are some of the ways that you've seen God's redemption in maybe some of your missed opportunities? Yeah. So that it all goes back to me trying to pursue chaplaincy. Um, I. I'm now at a point where chaplaincy is beyond my reach. It's something that I'm not going to be able to um, 
to pursue. I won't be back in the military. And that was really, it was hard for me to really come to terms with. And I was very angry and, and starting to get a little bitter about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but thankfully, I have some, some wonderful friends who really just spoke incredible wisdom into my life. Um, and it, it made me think of Moses not making it into the promised land. You know, I think that is, that is the biggest, um, well, not the biggest, but it is a very good picture of how God will redeem wrong choices. You know, Moses was flawed. He gave all kinds of examples of not, of all the reasons he was unqualified to deliver the Israelites out of Egypt. And then, you know, as they were making the trip, he just let his emotions cloud his judgment and he got angry and he acted outside of what God had expressed to him to do and it lost in the promised land. And that's what it felt like for me as I was making choices and I was doing things that made sense to me because it, it comforted and it was like logical for my own humanity, but then it was taking the power of, of God to move like out of the picture because it was, it made sense to me. It was not something I had to do out of faith. It was something I was doing out of a desire for comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that's what it was. My, my promised land, my chaplaincy gone. Um, but you know, the whole reason I wanted to pursue chaplaincy in the first place is because I wanted to be, um, a resource for women in the military community for, for female service members, for veterans, for spouses who were living in this community. I wanted to be a resource that they could go to for guidance and comfort and um, biblical truth and wisdom. And so while I was sitting there having my little bitterness party, (laughs) God was like, I'm not telling you that that's different for you, that you don't get to do that anymore. I'm just telling you, you're not doing it as a chaplain because that was something that, you know what, you just, you didn't, you didn't obey the way you needed to, but I'm going to redeem that. And so now I have a podcast that's, that's aimed at that community specifically. And I still get to speak into people's lives and and praise God that I am still allowed to do that. Or I still have that opportunity because it's such a fulfilling, um, fulfilling part of my life. Just women's ministry has been on my heart for probably 15 years now. Mm and so that didn't get taken away. It just right. looks different than what I was expecting. And mm-hmm. so that is far and away, the, I think, the best example of how God has redeemed my, my moments of, of mm-hmm. doubt and my moments of just dis, disobedience or, you know, letting my anxiety run the show instead of letting him do it. So. I, I love this so much. And I, I agree with you. Uh, and I've seen it in my life as well. Yeah. Uh, I really have, like, I, I'm not going to go into my whole story, but I know what you're talking about. I see things like that all the time. Like, oh, that's how God's doing that through you, through yeah. this avenue. Oh my goodness. And you know who else I look at besides Moses is Abraham. Mm, because mm-hmm. God still fulfilled his promise through Abraham, even though Abraham didn't always fully, and I did air quotes, <laughs> obey. Yeah. And I, I've written a lot about this. It's, it's in a book that I've been working on for like three years and I keep putting on pause. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but I, I loved this story. I mean, I was so blessed yeah. by it. Oh, it had so many lessons. And it was like, look at how beautiful God is. Yeah. He did not, Abraham did not obey all the way uh, every mm -hmm. time. I'm not saying he never did, but, right. and I, and I love Abraham. I loved that he was willing to get up and go and he didn't even know where he was going. He was just like, you got to leave home. And Abraham yeah. was like, okay. And he did it. Like he did it. I mean, I see, I want to give him some credit for that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to give him some of that credit, but, right. but then he, you know, he lied and he took things he wasn't supposed to take. And guess mm -hmm. what? God still fulfilled his promise. Yeah. Did things maybe take longer, probably. Yep. Uh, but we don't have to worry that God's going to take his promise away from us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great note to end on, right? <laughs> yeah, that's huge. I know. I think that's the best way to wrap it up. Um, that's something my, one of my favorite lessons that one of my pastors taught me was that, you know, our, our time frame, our timing, our obedience or whatever is so limited by our humanity and our understanding. And he put it this way. He's like, you know, if he's a gym rat and so he'll go and he's like, if I try and bench press 500 pounds without doing the work up to it, mm -hmm. I'm going to kill myself. Right. Right. Guns, but if I am consistent and I'm diligent and I take the steps, that's exactly what is going to happen. I'm going to build up the strength to do that. And God's the same way. Mm -hmm. He, he has a promise for us and he might show us a glimpse of it, but if we don't take those steps, yep. he, he can't lay that on us because yeah. we'll, we'll collapse under the weight. And so that's, that's exactly it. We have to be faithful and take the steps. He knows what he's doing. He knows yeah. the timeline. He knows the steps and we just need to know him and yes. stay connected to him and abide mm -hmm. with him. And I think people might hear that and go, mm-hmm. But I, I honestly, I don't think enough Christians will say, understand what it really means. If you are not talking to God every single day, then you're not abiding. And I'm not criticizing you. I'm just trying to make you aware that you can't know what he wants you to do if you're not asking him. You mm -hmm. can't know the step that he wants you to take unless you're seeking him. And, and a lot of times people might say, well, I've asked God my purpose and I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard him say anything. I'm like, but, but God is very patient, right? So we also need to slow down and not just demand this quick, give, give me my whole life right now and, and tell me how to do it all. Cause that's what we want. That's what we want, especially especially in this age that we live in. That's what we want. Yeah. Everything fast, everything quick. We want it all solved right now. And God right. is so different than that. That is That's not right. how he works. So we yeah. have to abide. That's all we have to do. And, yeah. and he'll give us every single step and he will equip us every inch of the way. Come so. on, Vanessa. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. I love that. You're right. So how can we support you and where can we stay connected? Um, all right. Well, so I, my 
podcast is called Uniform to Yoga Pants, and I am on, um, you can just go ahead and look on Spotify for that, and I believe Google Podcasts, and I don't know, whatever podcast engine you like to listen to, search Uniform to Yoga Pants, and then also I am on Instagram at Jessica P. Quinn. Okay. All right, so I will make sure that the podcast link at least one of them because i know there's several places you can listen to podcasts (laughs) yeah and the um instagram links are up there do you have a website or anything or just mainly on Uh, facebook i am so much more active on facebook and instagram i'm still um kind of building out the website so i got real that was one of those ones i got real excited about and Mm -hmm. then didn't know where to go Hey, so. trust me. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as I have it up, it'll be linked on everything else. So. All yeah. right. Wonderful. So I will get that up. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. It was fun. <laughs> Thanks for being with me today. Let's keep practicing saying no to perfect and yes to truth. Take care.